Hey Las Vegas, thanks for joining us back here on Vegas Realty Check, your local Las Vegas real estate news show. And as you notice today, I do not have Tiana here with us today, but we have Mia Wolf, our returning guest who's been with us a, a couple times and we are so excited. Yes. Hey everybody, to have I love her here. the new set. It looks yes. great. Thank you, thank Welcome. you. Just uh, got brought tables and mics. So love it. Yeah, we're loving it. Um, so today's show, we're gonna be talking about about uh, divorces, what happens to your home in a divorce. Uh, Mia, you are uh, definitely specializing in this unintentionally, right. but it happened, yes. right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Not because I've had many divorces, no, but because <laughs> I have, I think, four out of the last five um, listings that I've uh, represented were divorce sales. So I do have a little bit of knowledge. And it okay. is a common question. It's not something that we always like to talk about, but mm. it happens. Life happens. And it's, impor it's important. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Before we get into that, we're going to talk about the numbers for the week. Um, so just to keep everyone on track of what's going on in the real estate market here in Las Vegas, right now we have 3,486 single family homes on the market down a little bit, but we've been hovering around that 3,000 number mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I know in, I, I think you were in one of the meetings uh, with me when they said that by August, we're gonna be at 3,000 in inventory, and it looks like that's mm -hmm. gonna happen. Yeah. Um, 547 sold last week. It's pretty good, yeah. healthy number. Um, it's been consistent, so we're definitely in a little bit of consistency now where we're seeing around the same numbers every week, which is good. Mm -hmm. And then 75 price reductions. We are just, you know, that's it, it's been happening for a couple months now. Sellers are not dropping prices anymore. This is where it's at. We're seeing, are you seeing a lot of multiple offers? You know what, I, have, um, I haven't seen a lot of multiple offers, but you know, I've noticed it's price increase Correctly, you know, I mean, it's going to sit there. It's going to wait. You're going to have to price reduce if, if you don't really have a good uh, starting price. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's if you're pricing correctly in the beginning, you're not going you to come across that that price reduction. And sometimes you just need it to move the property. And a lot of it is, um, you know, whatever price point you're in. Like, so we're seeing a lot of demand in like the, you know, the entry level or not even just entry level. I, I'd say anywhere from 300 to 600,000, we're seeing a lot of demand. And yes. as it starts to get a little up from there, it starts to slow down a little bit. Right. There's less of a market for it. Uh, true. And I have to tell sellers too, I mean, over a million, it's, it's just a different market. It's, it's, probably going to be on the market longer than than normal when they're seeing days on market it's going to be more than that yeah generally yeah a, a house over a million is not going to sell as as fast as a house that's five hundred thousand. there's yeah. just not as big of a big big right. of a pool of it happens it. it happens it does but you know generally not always. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely um so to our topic today um, I, I guess it always starts out, you know, you get the call from the seller says, you know, we're going through a divorce. What happens? A lot of times, um, I feel like people call the realtor before the attorney. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's many a times where it's like we're splitting up, but what's going to happen to the house? Right. I think in... And I can only speak from my experience, of course, not a divorce attorney or anything, but um, I have had a few where the attorney, so 
they'll go in and say the attorney will recommend, you know, two or three realtors because mm -hmm. they can't decide on somebody. Um, so because both both parties have to be accepting of, of who's going to represent them, right? which can be difficult. Yeah. It can be very difficult, especially if it's, you know, not an amicable if they can't talk, you know, some people are in mediation. So if you're going through that, I mean, you definitely want to talk to a realtor, but you know, you've got to have somebody that is, um, that is just even, you know, they're not, um, they're not, um, what is the word? Bipartisan. I don't yeah, know. They're, they're, they're neutral. They're neutral. neutral they're completely to the neutral to the situation. Can manage the both emotions and, you know, you're not just dealing with one couple that you're talking to, you're generally going to have to talk to this person at this time and then this person and then come back and, and make a decision. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of facets. It, it yeah. is just stressful. And sometimes, I, I mean, realtors, we tend to be, um, we tend to be kind of, uh, you know, we, we make relationships with our clients mm -hmm. when we sell them homes. And sometimes, um, you know, we have a stronger relationship with one of them than the other, you know, like the, you know, like we've talked a lot more with this person mm -hmm. than when it comes time and, and they're getting a divorce, they say, well, you know, I, I, I I, I feel like that realtor's your friend, you know, and, and I want someone that's not your friend. So right. there's a lot of cases like that where mm -hmm. it's the, you know, the parties just want someone neutral that neither one of them have any type of prior relationship mm -hmm. with. For sure. And, you know, and I understand that it, it makes, it makes total sense, but you know, we are in a community property state. So, you know, that's properties divided equally. Um, of course, a divorce can be final before or after the sale of the home. So even, you know, the divorce doesn't have to be finalized um, before yeah. they can sell the house. Or it can be finalized before they sell the house and both lawyers are present. So it can get, I mean, it can be, it can be easy. It can be hard. I think that the deciding factor on how difficult it's going to be is the relationship well, the ones that are breaking up, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And if they're talking to each other or not, I've had many times where I've worked with divorce couples where they won't speak to each other. No. There is no communication between them whatsoever. So every time that I've communicated with them, you know, text message, I try to do everything text message or email just mm -hmm. to, just so they know I'm being neutral and I will copy and paste the same message to each party. Mm -hmm. So they know there's nothing left out. There wasn't any, you know, they, they right. can't go and say, well, this was said and it wasn't said, you know, it's a, you're in the middle of kind of the turmoil there being the realtor. Yeah. So yeah. that is, um, that's something Another thing that I think I, I, I hear a lot about because it is it is a common situation. Um, what about when the say the wife owned a home before they were married mm -hmm. and um, the you know they got married and the husband decided to move into that home. So in a lot of cases, that is not community property. Right. Because it was owned before they were married. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes they'll, you know, they'll come to an agreement, you know, depending on like how much time it was. The judge sometimes will come to a, an mm -hmm. agreement or a compromise in the situation. But there's other times where the judge even even says this this home is just yours. This, the, right. your, your husband doesn't own it. You acquired it before marriage. Right. And even multiple properties. They may have an investment property that they bought before the marriage. There's so much to it. Make sure you have a good lawyer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> number one um, and a good real estate agent number two because I've even seen things where it was a property like that and um, they paid 
a one payment out of a mutual bank account. Mm -hmm. So that automatically turned makes it. it turned it into community property. Yeah. Because we paid for it out of a bank account. So there's a lot of things and of course it's things you you don't go in you go don't go into a marriage thinking about that like I better not pay for this out of our shared account. Of well, course. there's people that do prenuptial agreements <laughs> right. and they're really right. thinking right. ahead. But, right. but, but other than that, when people yeah. get, you know, a break and a nasty breakup, I mean, you know, it's even where they, they will hold up the sale, you know, because they have to agree on the terms. They still have to agree on what offer to take um, to pass up an offer. And so I've had some really, um, you know, tense conversations with both parties that are like, listen, like, you know, this is the one offer we have. This is it. It's going to sit on the market. It's not going to get paid out. You know, you're still making the payment on it. You know, this is it. Yeah. And I've had to talk to lawyers and bring lawyers in too and say, hey, this is what they're saying. This is what we're saying. And, you know, can you talk to your clients? And honestly, that is a lot of times what as realtors, we have to do too yeah. because we're, we're not just realtors; we're family counselors. <laughs> yes, oh, we are. My counseling degree gets used a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is, and that's the other thing is um, sometimes when they're um, when they're going in, you know, they're split up. Sometimes one of them still lives in the home and really does not have motivation for that home to sell. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, I actually think that that's a bad idea when you're going through a divorce to have one of the, you know, one of the spouses still stay in the home, especially if they don't really want to sell because I've seen them cause trouble with access, yeah, with showings, showings yeah. um, not keep the house in what they know is a showable, uh, you know, uh, condition, mm -hmm. um, all of that just to drag it out longer. Right. And I haven't in, in sales, you know, had, to, had given an update of this was a showing request. This is how compliant the client was, was showing to show that they were compliant. They were always, the house looked good and everything like that. But I could see on the flip side, how difficult somebody could be. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, with rates, with rates the way that they are now and where they used to be, that has been a common factor that comes up a lot, you know, in, when people are getting divorced or splitting up that, you know, there's there's one person that says, I don't want to lose this rate because I have to, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you, you have to buy If you want to keep the home, in most cases, you're going to have to buy them out. Right. That would mean refinancing um, and paying out. You'd have to have an appraisal done mm -hmm. to see what the current value is. And then that would be refinancing the home to pull out that equity, unless you have that cash somewhere to pay them out their half of the current equity. Right. And even... It, we don't see it much these days, but I've seen it happen before. Sometimes when people get divorces, there's no equity. Oh, yeah. Or there's negative equity. Right. And there's fees that have to be paid just to sell the home, just to get rid of it. But both both husband and wife are on the loan. So mm -hmm. the home, the judge will order if they don't agree to, to keep it and stay with it with both of them on this loan together, the judge will order that the house has to be sold. Right. And if it's negative, um, they have to also split that negative cost. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if they have to come out, you know, 10000 out of pocket, that means each of them have to come up with 5000 right. to cover the terms of the sell. So mm -hmm. we don't see that as much these days. That's um, that's that's good for people. Right. And, and, and even the possessions in the house, too, because I've had to go through and do um, inventory for, you know, the, the lawyer will have a list of 
this is this property, this is their property. And, you know, in this, in this situation, they, you know, couldn't even be around each other. And, you know, he, they couldn't take their stuff and they needed to know where it was. Are they, am I really going to get my stuff? And I had to do a video, um, you know, inventory showing here's all the stuff. Here's the boxes. They'll be shipped. They'll be there. But, you know, a lot of times, like all of the, all of the furnishings, paintings, things like that, the judge can order them to be sold if they can't agree on it and split mm -hmm. the money on it. Or, you know, whose possession was this? Right. So it can get it, it can get very lengthy, too. <laughs> yes. And at but, the same time, trying to help them find somewhere else to live in the meantime and two other houses. So it could get to, you know, three transactions at once. <laughs> yeah. And, and that leads into the next question finding them somewhere else to live. Mm -hmm. So a, a lot of times people are, you know, they want to sell the home and they want to use their part of the proceeds to buy another home, um, which would be like a, you know, a contingency, or maybe they're just buying another home separate. However, if you're not legally and officially divorced yet, there's a very important step to that mm -hmm. that you need to, I, I mean, even some people that are, have been separated for yes. years, and don't really realize this, you know, they'll, there's a reason why the lenders and the title company have a questionnaire that says, are you married or not? And it's because of the title issues mm -hmm. that can come up because we're a community property state. Mm -hmm. So um, they could be, you know, what could, what could happen or what, what should happen? The way that you should do it is the spouse signs a quick claim deed. Mm -hmm. before closing, I always recommend, especially when people are going through divorces, because I've been I've been backed into that corner in a transaction a few times with, with people where they were going through a divorce. Husband says, I'll sign the quit claim deed. No problem. Their divorce gets messy over the 30 mm -hmm. days. And then we're at closing and whatever item they're negotiating at the time is now the quit claim deed's going to be collateral for that item. Right. And it is... Not good. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> because they have earnest money deposit. We're past all the contingencies. So now when I meet people that are going through a divorce and trying to purchase a home, day one, I call the title company and I say, get a spousal deed. They need to come sign this quick claim yeah. deed now. Not later, right. now. <laughs> I, I can't, I, I, more than once, I've, you know, been at closing and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm married. And we're like, we've asked you this. Where is it? Oh, we've been separated for years. Ten Do years. you know where they are? You have to find them. What yeah. if you can't find them? I had a lady once who couldn't couldn't find him. We and, and we were like looking up death certificates. Yeah. We're like, I don't know. He dropped off the face of the earth. No one knew where this guy was and could not could not find him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what and, they do? Um that they they the underwriting would not approve the loan because she's legally married and we don't know who this spouse yeah. is. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Like if you're, if you're, you're still married, even if they're, you've been separated for, there's not a statute of years that mm -hmm. dissolves a, dissolves a marriage. And something else that's really important. And I just think it's important for anybody anyways, but is to know how much of your loan you still owe. Cause I don't know how many times in not just divorce, but in a regular cell, they think, well, we only owe this much on our home. And then at closing or when we're doing some hard numbers, <laughs> the when they get comes. the payoff comes, they're shocked and really surprised that they thought they, you know, had or paid it solar off a lot more. or solar. I, I, they, they don't really realize that that, you know, what they say. So, so many people have these like leases and they think it was free and then the payoff comes in yes. for it or they have to pay it out at closing. There's um, th those are things. And 
people that did the um, forbearance. Mm -hmm. yeah. So people that were that took advantage of the forbearance when we went through all this with COVID, mm -hmm. they had um, many of those banks. Yeah. They didn't forgive. They never forgive that balance. Mm -hmm. They just added it to the end. Yep. And the interest and everything made whatever amount you delayed turn into double. Mm -hmm. And that has been, um, I've ran into that a couple times where people were shocked yeah. when that came through. So yeah, those are all good things to find out as soon as possible. Um, even the title company, you know, if you're in question on anything, you know, with the title company, we can tell them to order the payoff ASAP, right. get it on rush so that we know what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. But that's very important. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, that you look on your app and you think this is what it is. And it, it's usually not exactly what the actual payoff is. So I think that's important for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. And if you if you do did have a spouse on title with you, and maybe that spouse is deceased and you just never, you know, never thought about it or you, you know, divorced or, or something like that. That also can be an issue that we run across at right. closing. So all of these title things, your, your realtor, I know I always get a preliminary title report. You mm -hmm. always get a preliminary title report. Most, most realtors will, but that's definitely something to make sure that you get and review to make sure that you're not at closing table and come into some big issues that you can't close. Right. Even child support. I've seen child support oh. pop up before and they're like, hey, that's not, that's not mine. And you know, Know, it came up on the preliminary title report and you know it took the weeks all the way up until closing to get it cleared because they actually have to get a judge on the phone to say okay this is not that person yeah or this is that person because right. that can hold up the sale too I had I don't think was it you I had a realtor tell me um, recently that they were at a signing at, oh, at, nice. at a closing and there was a it was a child support lien or something that came up and you have to sign the documents you know that this I certify this is me or whatever it mm -hmm. is and the wife didn't know anything about it the husband was well aware I love the child support that, that was the, owed. The, the child. The wife the didn't child. know there was a child. Yes. It's like, well, we're all here together and we're learning about this. That's so. right. It's, I'm, real estate is an emotional game, too. <laughs> it just, yeah, so it, it was some realtor I know. I don't know who just who told me about that recently. I'm like, that had to be the most uncomfortable signing ever. Right. She said they continued with everything. Everything was, um, you know, it, it all wrapped up. But that was that was the, the first time it ever Mm -hmm. the, the wife had ever heard about it. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, um, so uh, you know, in summary, it's it's the um, it's it's what to do. Uh, a lot of times, you know, if you're if you're unsure what's going to happen to the house, if you and and your ex spouse or soon to be ex spouse can come into agreement, that always makes things easier in every aspect of divorce. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes the judge will will order certain things to happen. There's I've seen times where it's not fifty fifty. Mm -hmm. You know that that and that will be you know up to the judge's order if it happens through the divorce if the house is an item you know through the divorce um, if if that you know if that happens we of course we we navigate through that the title company will ask for a copy of the decree and all of those things to um, to talk about distributions and how they happen. Um, it's not always, uh, you know, as, as I said, it's not always 50-50. Mm -hmm. um, it's not always awarded to one person, you know, and, and even if the house is awarded to one spouse, in most cases, that spouse has to be able to get the home out of the husband's name mm -hmm. or, or I'm saying husband just for 
talking purposes. But if, you know, if the house is in um, two people's name and the wife decided to keep the house, she still has, um, you know, a lot of times the judge will order like within a year, you have to be, you have to refinance this. And if you have a 3% rate, you're refinancing into a 6% rate. That's not, that's not their problem. If you're keeping the house, you have to get his name off the loan. He can't keep his name on the loan for your house because that could prevent him from getting another home. And even, you know, if you're, if, if they're thinking they're going to keep the house or going to pay them out or buy them out or whatever, um, you know, I've seen where it's, it's, it's a lot for one person. And I mean, we, we're mostly in two family income households, yeah. you know, so for one spouse to keep the house and then all of a sudden have the overhead, all of the upkeep that, you know, you still have HOA fees, you still have insurance, even if the house is paid off and, you know, it, it's a lot. So you want to have an agent, honestly, even a good lawyer, but you want to have a good real estate agent that is honest and truthful, you know, and can tell, you know, say, hey, this is what, you know, homeownership is and can have an honest, genuine conversation with both of you, you know, about what your future is. Cause it does, ha- I mean, it helps, it, you know, you're going through this and you need someone to talk to as well as ask these important questions. And you don't want everybody to know your business, you know, so to have a really trustworthy, um, you know, professional realtor is, going to be key to just this how smooth it goes as well yeah yeah and, and going to step into the situation non-emotionally yeah you know i, I mean that that's sometimes you know if your relatives your best friend <laughs> and you know hate your husband for being a jerk yeah that's, that's not definitely good. probably not the right person for the job no 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 <laughs> yeah so um so that is that is most definitely and who you hire and, and people that uh, hiring a realtor that has been there and knows a little bit about the situation mm-hmm. i think is a is a big factor because it's you kind of don't want to go through this big huge situation in your life with someone that's learning about it along the way right. too and experience uh, uh, i would ask the realtor have you ever represented a divorce sale because there is you know there there are two sides to it you've got to know how to navigate with the lawyers you've got to give reports to the lawyers a lot of times you have to be able to handle the mediation situations you're you know we're not talking about multiple offers we're talking about multiple conversations yeah. with two people to really negotiate. We're not just negotiating for the sale. We're also negotiating with two people that have to accept this. And so it is important experience and, um, you know, professionalism and that has the ability to be, um, you know, handle the stress of it. Yeah. And, and, and communicating with the attorneys. I mean, that that's that's huge. It is. Because you don't want your your client going and relaying stuff to the attorney that's trying to relay what you just told them when they don't really know much about it they don't do real estate it's very it's very hard right. to and not th- have direct communication i think a lot of times people at, rely on their attorney to have the real estate information and listen attorneys are professionals in what they do they i mean they're asking me the questions you know hey mm-hmm. what is this what does the market look like they don't they don't have any idea so they really do rely on us and our facts and our statistics to let them know like hey how do i need to navigate my client on this so, absolutely when attorneys sell houses they will hire a realtor <laughs> right. they, they don't sell their own house <laughs> there's some there are there, there's some, but mo- most attorneys know enough to it's know true. to hire a professional to get the job yeah. done because we're professionals in our own fields for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, Mia, if somebody is um, encountering this situation or has a friend or somebody that, that, that is, you know, going through a, a tough situation like this and wants someone to talk to mm -hmm. about how they um, how they can handle it and what they can do, who do they yes. call? Yes. So, it's Mia Wolf, and I'm on Instagram, Facebook, my number, 702-412-7255, and you can pretty much reach me anyway, send me a message, a text message, or a call, and I would be happy to speak with you. About it. And if you want to get a hold of me, my name is Trish Williams, phone number 702-308-2878, and um, call, text, that's the best way to get a hold right. of me as well. And we share an office, so you can just swing by the office. Yeah, and you, you can get come both by things. and visit us both. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> most definitely. Uh, so that would be great. Come by and say hi. We're yes. in Green Valley. Um, and uh, thank you guys for watching. Yeah. If you are watching the show, please like, comment, download, subscribe, tell your friends about us, and we hope you enjoy the information. And see you next week. Bye. Bye.